This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host as always. And like always, I'm joined by Richard Blackaby. Always good to join you, Sam. Oh, it's it's just fantastic all the time, always. <laughs> uh, well, it's uh, it's good to be back in studio and uh, tackling another yeah. uh, leadership topic. I just want to say a quick thanks to all those who rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, especially when they rate us highly. Yeah, th- that, those are especially those those one stars. You know, we gotta. <laughs> We got to talk about that, but uh, you know it does mean a lot to us that, uh, yeah. that if you take the time just to leave us a rating and review, and that that helps other people find out about us and and share the word. And so we just want to say a quick thanks up up at the top. Yeah. Um, and with that out of the way, I, uh, let's turn to to the topic at hand. And today, um, you know, probably a, a, many people have have faced uh, uh, a, a, an organization that they've come into and it hasn't been all that it could be, or perhaps it has been significantly less than it should be. And, uh, and what do you do, uh, with an organization that, that needs to be turned around? And so today we're looking at that and, uh, uh, some steps and some principles to guide you. If you happen to find yourself, uh, in an organization that needs to be turned around, and uh, with that, Richard, why don't you tell us what are some of the things that we can do um, to help an organization turn around? How should we approach that? Well, Sam, uh, that's one of those real key issues for leaders. Uh, that's why leaders are needed and necessary because things uh, do deteriorate. They lose focus. They get in trouble. And, uh, and oftentimes the answer is, well, let's bring a new leader in to try to fix this. Yeah. And so could be you could be the... Uh, an entire company, organization. It could be a church that you come into as a pastor. It could be that on a, on a more smaller scale, perhaps you're you're just given a new job. Okay, now you're in charge of this. The last two guys who were in charge of this area couldn't seem to get this thing solved. Yeah, uh, it may just be a department. So, or... Yeah, and so, you know, whatever level of responsibility it might be, um, you, you when you come in, how do you make it better? And uh, especially if you're leading people uh, and they're looking to you and the last three managers they had all left discouraged and upset and, uh, it, you know, in a kind of a, a ugly sort of way. And now you're walking in the door and what, what should give them any confidence that you're going to be any better, any more successful than the last three people that all failed. Mm. Um, and so several things I would say about that. And uh, again, as we do with these podcasts, uh, they certainly, uh, this applies certainly to the business uh, community, also applies to the church. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I would even say sometimes uh, in families, uh, if you, uh, I, I've had those moments where I came home from a trip and my wife had been doing all she could to get something worked out and she kind of needed me to give it my best shot. And so yeah, uh, I want to come in and not to show up my wife, but just to try to help and, and make something better that needs help. And, uh, and obviously I want to maybe take a different tack than what didn't work for my wife. So, uh, you know, that, that can happen in many different contexts and, and vice versa. You know, I'm, that's, that's right. I, I, I bet say. there are some things that you had a, a hard time tackling and, and, and that is true. That's true. Just and, the, uh, that fresh perspective or the different yeah, eyes. Yeah. You know, it's funny cause just even recently, uh, Lisa and I've talked through a couple of things and, uh, she just had a great 
perspective and I just hadn't thought of that you know and it's like that's excellent I mean that's I just didn't see that and uh and so that that is part of just a fresh leader it is a, a fresh perspective uh, it could be a fresh approach uh, a, a fresh style but uh several things I would just say in terms of if you whatever the role is you have you you walk in the door the first day uh, number one is you, you've got to exude confidence. And I, and I don't, um, and I kind of parse that word fairly carefully. I say you need to portray confidence. Now, you may not feel as confident as you look. Uh, inside, you may have some reservations and trepidations. <laughs> yeah. Your knees may be knocking, but you, you don't need to necessarily show all that to the people you're leading. You need, they need to see someone who's confident. And, uh, so you got to walk in and um, you, you need to speak not as, well, I'll do my best or I'll try, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you, you need to be talking in terms of we're going to get this thing turned around. Just hold on. We'll get this thing. This, this is going to work out. Uh, and and you, you've got to convey that because people are all looking to the leader. When things are going well, people don't necessarily care what the leader thinks, but when things are going poorly, all of a sudden they're listening to every word. Uh, what hope, Because uh, it's been said that, that leaders are, uh, they're dealers in hope. Uh, mm. And people need hope if they're going to keep trying, they're going to not give up. And leaders need to dispense hope. And yeah. so when they watch you and listen to you, they're either going to gain hope or they're going to lose hope and say, this guy's as bewildered as we are. Uh, what hope do we have in that? The one thing I would say about that is, uh, if you're going to convey confidence, certainly you can conduct yourself confidently. You can physically uh, be smiling and calm and, and uh, walking about uh, very purposefully. Uh, but you do need to base your confidence in something. And uh, I, I've known people that just kept throwing out cliches all the time. This is the yeah. best day of my life, you know. Every day is the best day of your life. Well, that's a cliche. Uh, some days aren't that great. Um, you're just saying something that's not in any way linked to reality. Uh, and so if you're going to speak confidently, you need to have a way of basing that on something. It, for some leaders, uh, it's based on their track record. Um, yeah. You know, when I came in to run a seminary that really needed a turnaround, I'd never run a seminary before. So I could say, we're going to get this thing turned around, but they could legitimately say, well, how, how do you know? You've never yeah. had to get accredited before. You never led a faculty before, you know, and, and, and so I never answered to a board of trustees before. Uh, and I would have to say, well, that's true, but, uh, but I have led a church and it needed to turn around and that, that we turned that around very successfully. And, and here's all the other things in my track record that are, have been successful. And so, Coming out of a successful leadership track record, I've got every reason to believe that I'll also be able to lead this and turn it around. Right. Uh, sometimes your your confidence may be in God. It just may be, listen, I've walked with God all my life. He's never let me down yet. And uh, I'm convinced God has answers for us here too. Uh, it could be that you have a plan uh, that you're coming in with, at least uh, the, you know, the big picture plans. Uh, maybe there's trends. Maybe you'd say, you know, I know it's been tough, but everything is trending positive now. If we just kind of hold on, there's lots of reason to have hope. Uh, but find something to, to, to tack it on to. Don't just be a cliche driver that, wow, what a great day it is. And everyone's looking, there's, it's storming and, uh, you know, power outages. And you, but you, you know, they, they look at you and say, well, you're just not in touch with reality. 
So exude confidence and don't don't be wishy-washy. Say things with some confidence, but uh, as best you can, link it to something that uh, it actually shows that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second thing is just do your homework. Uh, if you're going to turn something around, you really need to understand how it works. You, you need to understand how it got to where it is. Uh, if you're going to get it out of there, uh, because it, and if you know, there there are oftentimes there are problems with organizations that just keep on tripping it up over and over again. Yeah. And, and if you don't address those issues, uh, then it's even though you may work really hard, you're going to still just end up getting tripped up, just like everybody else did. Well, and so how do you how do you suss that out to to find out? Like when you're doing your homework, obviously you can, you know, maybe if there's been a report on the organization or whatever. But are you conducting interviews with 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 all the the middle managers, or you know, all the way down the line? Or yeah, you're asking lots you're of questions. At performance reviews. Yeah, what? you're you're looking at lots of questions. You're looking at statement, you know, financial statements. Uh, how long has this been trending? When did this first start going south? Uh, and what what happened? What were the decisions around that time that uh, that were made? That and then all of a sudden things are going bad, and all of a sudden people are leave are, are bailing out and leaving uh, the organization. Or uh, you're, when you first arrive, you're going to basically see a bunch of symptoms. Uh, you're going to see a bunch of surface issues that are just glaringly obvious. Yeah. Uh, you got to ask the right questions that get down to the root causes, and so uh, that's why I it's it's usually wise don't come in with all the answers right away because when you first walk in the door, all you see are the symptoms. Yeah. Um, and so if you come up with a solution right off the bat, you're you're just chasing after symptoms. Uh, let people know that you're doing your homework and you're asking lots of questions. And, and, and I've, I've seen organizations like that and I've been a part of that where, you know, the word starts getting out. Boy, the new boss, he's, uh, he's been talking to everybody. He's asking all kinds of questions and uh, he's walking the floor and just talking to people at every level. And uh, he really seems pretty curious. Just, uh, you know, I wonder what he's getting at. I wonder what he's hearing. You know, wonder what he's learning. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that's usually a good sign to say, this guy's really, he's digging deep. He's asking lots of questions. He's got a little notepad. He's just writing down all kinds of stuff. And he's asking for these financial statements and these records and these minutes. And, uh, boy, he's spending a lot of time just pouring over everything. And uh, and he's walking the grounds. He's checking things out and verifying it for himself and uh, not just taking people's word for it. And he, it looks like he's really doing, you know, thorough investigation. And that, that again, that's going to, send some confidence to people to say this guy's not just sitting back in the corner office just coming up with plans like yeah out of touch with reality uh so so you've got to exude confidence if you walk in the door you've got to appear confident and secondly you got to do your homework uh and third you've got to confront issues uh, you're gonna you if if something needs to be turned around then clearly some things have got to be changed you yeah. can't just just go sit behind that nice desk in that corner office and start pontificating you yeah. something's got to be different well you're likely there cuz there is a problem and yeah so. <laughs> and uh and so simply just you know putting your hand lightly on the steering wheel and just carrying on down the highway is not going to do the trick you've got to start wading in and of course that takes courage uh, i remember when i first came to our, a church that had been about 7 8 years of perpetual decline and they desperately needed to stop the hemorrhaging of members leaving, and they need to start uh, turning things around and doing some positive things. One of the things I found 
and just checking and, and observing was that they had a number of people that were misplaced. Uh, they were in the wrong area of service. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a one person that was in charge of hospitality that was just a very gruff person who rubbed people the wrong way. And it was <laughs> like, you know what, there's lots of ways where you could serve very effectively, but not in hospitality. Uh, right. She literally was yelling at people who were trying to help her. And then she'd come to me and complain that she couldn't get any, any help. And so I, I remember just having to have a hard heart to heart with her to say, well, it sounds to me like you're just not serving in the place you're most gifted. I, let's, let's, uh, let's try to get you matched up with your giftedness. Now she was in a job that she thought had some prestige to it and that put her on the on the church council. And so she wanted a job with prestige, even though she wasn't good at it. And I found several people like that, that, uh, if I, if we were ever going to make progress and, the, and these were well-meaning people that were wanted to hang around, but, um, they, they couldn't keep doing that job if we we're ever going to see some progress. I, yeah. And, uh, and, and then, you know, that's, there's certainly lots of examples in the business world as well. You know, when Steve jobs came back to Apple, one of the first things he saw was that they were offering too many different lines of product. And that was sort of the mentality. Let's have a lot of options. And, uh, and, and he reduced the options. And uh, it's actually same with Harold Schultz. You know, he left being CEO at Starbucks for a while and things began to Howard. drift. Howard Schultz, did yeah. I say. Uh, so he came back and Harold, yeah, I just can't read my own right. <laughs> Howard, yeah, uh, he he came back and they were offering selling CDs and selling all kinds of stuff, and he yeah. and he streamlined again, and that it's sort of counterintuitive. It's the idea was, hey, we got customers in the store, let's you know get as much out there to sell as possible, um, and so yeah, so, well, if you've ever been in a place where there's just a ton of options, like you, you're you know you're paralyzed by the options and so if yeah. there's only three or four or five then you can you can better make as a as a customer you can better make that decision yeah well and you know and and for i mean i suppose if you're in like a walmart or something you may want uh i mean even there they only give you so many options but but if you're like standing in line to get your drink you only have so much time to peruse this you know along the shelves as you're moving right. up for your latte or something and so, I mean, those were tough, unpopular decisions. It's like, well, this is a great product. Yeah, that's that's good, but... Um, Nobody's buying but, it. <laughs> but sales are actually down and profits are down. And so it, it, it's counterintuitive to say, well, then let's sell less uh, so that profits go up. But th- but when you've done your homework and you've watched, tracked sales and so on and you're doing customer satisfaction interviews and so on, um, then at a certain point, you've got to make those hard calls and they'll probably won't be popular. There'll be people who will disagree with you. Um, and that, that's where it takes courage to confront those issues. And in a church, I had to confront several people and say, well, we, we can't have you do this anymore. And, yeah. and you always run the risk. What if they get mad? What if they leave the church? We've already, we can't afford to lose anyone else, but, but we can't afford to keep doing what we're doing either. Yeah. And so we, we're going to have to change. It's more important to make changes than to keep everybody happy. So yeah. um, a fourth one, again, just it's kind of common uh, knowledge uh, that you need to do this, but, it, but to celebrate uh, small wins. Um, when you first arrive, now there may be some things that are just being done so, so horribly that you just have to make drastic changes immediately. Uh, just you, you may have to just lay off some people or uh, just stop some products or, or whatever. But um, 
But oftentimes, uh, what you can do is, you know, get some of that low-lying fruit right away. Just you walk in the door and you see some things that just obviously need to be changed immediately. You know, I remember, I think I've shared in a podcast before, just coming to the seminary in August and with everything that we're doing, no one had just seen it as a priority to just weed eat. (laughs) And then there's thistles all around growing, you know, three, four feet high all around the parking lot and the entranceway. And I mean, like I'm the, as I arrive the very first day, I'm just immediately and just appalled that at the appearance. And of course, they're all worrying about internal things and other matters. Bigger, uh, we got bigger issues. Yeah, but yeah. it's like you you don't understand. Image is a big issue, and so you know it, it didn't take a lot to like weedy thistles around a parking lot, but it it changed the whole look right away. And immediately, the first week that. Uh, that I'm there already, people are showing up to work and saying, wow, things are already looking a lot better around here. This looks much more clean and, and kept up and cared for. And and sometimes people don't even necessarily, it, it, there might be some changes that are so small, people don't even notice them, but they just sense something's different. Uh, and so, you, you and then you celebrate those things. And you, you know, I mean, if it, when you do have a success or uh, when I remember being at the seminary and just, uh, maybe having a great day where a couple of new students uh, came and inquired and indicated they were going to come and, and attend and, and enroll in the, in the next semester. You celebrate some of that. Just let people know. I know we've been in decline. I know we've had kind of a low student count, but hey, today we had three people say yeah. that they're planning to come and, and uh, you know, that w- we can certainly celebrate that. And uh, this is uh, the most we've had. And you know, I remember when I came to my church and it had declined for years. Uh, uh, when we when we would have like a the best attendance since I'd been there, I always had a few naysayers say, "Oh yeah, well, I remember back you know 15 years ago when we had twice that many." And I would say, "Well, we're not there yet, but we're headed that way." But yeah. uh, you know what? Since I've been here, this is the best. We're we're, we're running now more than we were when I got here, and so let's celebrate that and. So be, you know, it's not that you're blowing your own horn and you, and I think you have to celebrate it in a way that doesn't make it sound like you just are bragging about yourself and your leadership. Yeah. Uh, certainly in a church, you can celebrate what God is doing in a company. You can celebrate what the staff are doing. Hey, I've been here two months and I really want to just commend the staff because they really hunkered down and already we're seeing results from just people's, you know, best efforts and good attitudes and, uh, and so, you know, you, you don't just make it sound like you're, you're just bragging on yourself, but just say, Hey, good stuff is happening. And I uh, just want you all to know, yeah. put out a quick memo and say, Hey, we, t- this week we got this report back. It, it, we're rated higher than we they've ever rated us before. And we got this customer review. Just thought you guys like to see what someone said about, uh, their interaction with us this week, uh, really encourages me that, that we're on the right track and, um, just just create a culture of success and say, hey, this isn't earth shattering, but uh, this week we've had three different customers uh, say something really kind, and I thought it it gives us an indication that we're on the right track. And, yeah. And then maybe one last one for before break is just work hard. Uh, it just you can't turn around an organization by slacking off, by just coasting. It's, uh, and, and I think it's important that people know that the leader is working hard. I know that when I came uh, to, uh, to, to, well, really to each organization I've been to, uh, I've just, I typically, especially if I'm, if I'm officing at, a, at, a, at the office building somewhere, 
Uh, I like to get there early. I, I typically was the first guy at work at uh, the church I led, at the seminary I led. Uh, and uh, in both cases, when you were approaching the building uh, from driving in to the property, my window, my office window was uh, pretty obvious. You, you knew who the president's office window was. And so I, I liked having that light on. If I was in town, um, I, I like people to see when they're maybe they're coming in early and they realize, well, the president's already here. He's he beat me. Uh, he's already at work. Uh, you know, you, I mean, you have to be careful with that. You can abuse that. But uh, especially in the early stages of turnarounds, they need to know that you're you rolled up your sleeves and like you are serious mm. about getting this thing turned around. And yeah. you're, you're not showing up late and leaving early and just hoping things change. Uh, you're, you're setting uh, a model for everyone else saying, listen, we're going to all have to work hard and make some sacrifices. But if we do, uh, the reward is going to be awesome. And so, you know, that that's just going to take some hard work. And um, and uh, it, it needs to show that you're, you've done your homework. And when you have a trustee meeting or staff meeting, you're prepared. Uh, you've got a lot of things all in place. And uh, reports are ready, and uh, you go meet with your board of trustees, and you've got a whole series of recommendations already and changes you want to make, and it just it just indicates this guy's dust is not settling on this guy. He is mm-hmm. uh, he's moving, he's working, he's studying, and uh, that's going to give us some confidence that just give this guy some time, and uh, this organization is going to be in the best shape it's ever been. Well, let's take a quick break here, and uh, we'll wrap up when we come back. Twice a year, Blackaby Ministries hosts a spiritual leadership coaching workshop in the Atlanta area. The focus of this workshop is learning how to ask the right questions to help move people onto God's agenda. The next workshop is October 26th to 28th, and registration is open now. The early bird rate is available until September 26th, and space is limited. To find out more and to register, visit blackabycoaching.org. Links will be in the show notes. All right, Richard, we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of great... Uh, uh, great examples of what one can do when needing to turn something around, exude confidence, do your homework, work hard. And uh, uh, what are some other things that you can give us that that would uh, help us when we're faced with that turnaround scenario? Yeah, some of these things are just intuitive for leaders uh, that are are skilled at this. But uh, there's some things I think you can just also just consciously try to do. Uh, one is just uh, uh, talk about the destination. Uh, a lot of people get transfixed on where they are at the moment. Yeah. And if things are bad, sales are down, uh, revenue is tight, uh, you know, attendance is low, uh, that's all that they see. And, and so I would say, well, I, I want to be aware of reality, but I also want to be aware of where we're going. What's our destination? And we're actually a little bit closer there this week than we were last week. We're, yeah. We're still not where we want to be, but we've made progress. And so I, I often would talk about uh, where we're headed. And I, I would say things like, I, I see a day not too far away where this whole auditorium is going to be filled with people. And I see a day when we're going to have to think about going to a second service. Or I see a day when we're going to have to start talking about building plans when we outgrow this facility. Or, And, um, you know, you say stuff like that. And it has to, again, it has to be couched in something that's that's a, a reality, you have to be seeing some growth or whatever. But uh, but what that does is it gets their eyes off of just the bad place you are at the moment. And right. it helps you get the idea of we're moving somewhere and, and where we're moving is good. And, and it's forward and it's not, yeah. not backwards. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. It, it also 
makes me think that if you're going to do that, then you also have to have vision yeah. coming into it, or or at least pretty soon after arriving. Yeah, you would need to have that. What is that destination? You need to know that as well. Yeah, and it's great to have it as a you know it's called a vision often, and a vision is is visual. You 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 need to be able to picture it somehow. And yeah. so I would say, well, describe this place that we're all going, and describe how how awesome it will be when we are that organization, uh, and we're functioning that way, and 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 unpack it for us, and that that helps us know what we need to be doing so we can get there. So talk about that. Uh, you you're not there yet, but um, but you don't want people just wallowing in where they are at the moment. You want people to be not just talking about how bad it is at the moment, but talk about how good it'll be once we get out of this place and we, yeah. we move forward. Uh, also, I'd just say be be open to good ideas. If you're going to turn things around as a leader, it's not going to be all your ideas. You're not going to have all the answers. Uh, more than likely your organization is going to come up with some of the best ideas. And I, that for me as a leader, I, I, everywhere I've ever been, uh, we've done new things and creative things. And I would say the vast majority of those things were not my idea. Uh, they were a staff's idea. They were uh, people on the ground that were day in and day out doing stuff. And then they would come and say, you know what? I, I, I've got an idea we could make this better, or have you ever thought about that? Or I'm seeing a lot of uh, organizations like ours do this, and, and I think we could do that. And, um, you, and you just have to be the kind of person that just is an expert at recognizing good ideas and, and not being afraid of them. And, and there's been a few times, and you've, you've bounced some ideas off me, where I've had to kind of go away and say, let me think on that. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I've never, this podcast, you know, is uh, your idea. I think it was, uh, I... My first thought was, I've never. It's not really crossed my mind to even do that. And do I have the time? And the the, you know, do we have the technology? Uh, and so I've had to kind of mull over some of it. But uh, then you then you realize, yeah, well, let's let's try it. Let's do it. And um, and so if you really want to get sort of a fresh wind flowing through an organization, you don't have to come up with all the answers. Mm -hmm. Just just create a culture where uh, you have an open door where people can um, feel free when they've got this uh, this idea. They just want to bounce off you. And, you know, you can't do everything people suggest. Sure. Um, but give it a, a, a careful listen and uh, and you'll, you'll pick up enough good ideas and implement them that uh, that will go a long way uh, to changing the way things are done. Yeah, and that has an energizing, at least for me, it has an energizing effect on people. If, if people are, you know, if everybody's feels free to express new ideas or even if it's not something that ends up happening, but but that culture where people are, are, are free to sort of say, hey, well, what about this? Or, you know, I was thinking maybe we do that. And yeah. and that that can really bring energy to a place as yeah. well. Because otherwise, when things have been going, you, you just show me a place that's been in decline for a while and the good ideas are just not there anymore. Or the, the, either they, no one follows through with them or accepts them or listens to them. Or believes them. Believes yeah. them. They, there's no credibility. Um, so... Um, so that so I you know be open to ideas. Just a, a couple of last ones, just to toss out there. One another one is just to be flexible. Uh, when you come in, especially in a turnaround, a lot of times there's going to be some. Um, you know, you're going to have to adjust on the fly. Yeah. There's stuff you don't know yet. I or, bet it won't go exactly the way you planned. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so t- two things in particular, I think, uh, be flexible with your means. Uh, you know where you want to get to. 
Uh, and we can try this. This may not end up being the best method. Maybe it, we do it for a year or so, and then we, we're going to get a better approach. But uh, uh, be flexible with means and be flexible with timing, too. You may, of course, if you're trying to lead a turnaround, the sooner the better. Uh, sometimes you realize, okay, I've been pushing these folks just a little too hard, I think. I'm starting to hear some friction and weariness and crankiness. And so let's uh, let's back off. And I know I said by January 1 we would do this, but maybe May 1 we need to do this. And uh, we'll give it a, a few more months or something. So just be flexible. Don't get too ironclad in your plan that you walked in the door with that uh, you, you aren't in touch with kind of the reality of your people and right. circumstances. Uh, and, and, and two last things, uh, the ninth one I would say is just keep your humor. Uh, it, it can be really tough and really stressful to turn things around. You come into a hard place, a difficult place. Uh, and, and humor does at least two things. One, it, it for your own sake, it keeps you from just, you know, <laughs> being in this in a dark, low Spiraling. place. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just a lot of difficult stuff to have to deal with all the time. Uh, but also it, it helps your people. It, it eases the pain. I mean, it's painful to change things. And, uh, and so add some humor to it. It, it, it will just sort of it'd be like an ointment at times. It's, it's, yeah. You've been in a meeting. It's been a lot of hard discussions some hard decisions. Uh, emotions been out there. Uh, and then you crack a joke or use some self-effacing comment or you point something out or tell a funny story that happened uh, and people are laughing and you realize, you know what, this is, we, this humor kind of bonds people together and, yeah. uh, and it makes people realize life is still good. These are hard demanding days, but uh, life is good and, and these people, it's good to work with these people. I, and when they laugh together, they realize I enjoy working with uh these other folks. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, this is making some sacrifices, but let's, let's hold on. Cause, uh, it, th- I'm still being able to laugh at work and enjoy myself. And the last one is just, uh, uh, enlist allies. If you're going to turn things around and you're the leader, uh, you can't do it all by yourself and you've got to be getting and helping people to buy in. And if you walk in from the outside, you Maybe you got hired to lead this organization or you were hired to be the pastor of this church. Uh, they may give you the benefit of doubt for a little bit, but that, that's different than having buy-in. Uh, yeah. And so I, I always found that, especially in, when I came somewhere, typically I did this all the time, but uh, especially when you arrive, you need to be having breakfast meetings, lunch meetings, meetings during the day in your office, uh, walking about, just talking to people. But there's this great power in getting, especially your direct reports and vice presidents, whatever you, people you work with that have the most influence, and um, and go have breakfast with them or lunch with them and get to know them and know about their family and share your heart. And there's a certain point where they're, even if they're not entirely sure about the idea yet, they're getting to trust you and, right. and to like you and to know that you care about them. And if you if you can't do that, if you can't be enlisting other people to that you know they're going to stand with you now, um, then your your change, your turnaround's always vulnerable. And, mm-hmm. and that has surprised a lot of people. They've come into a church or a company, and they and they were making changes that really needed to be made, and they thought everybody was on board. It's obvious we need to change this. And then one day they get fired. They get let go, and it's they're shocked, um, or, or, or they're massive uh, 
uh, amount of people that are just leaving the, the company and going somewhere else. And they're thinking, I thought they were all in on this. I thought they all wanted to make the sacrifices to make the changes. And they realized, no, they, they'd never bought into this. Uh, they were given lip service. But I just assumed putting out memos and having speeches and in front of the whole staff was enough. And I never really got to know where people were and what was going on in their hearts. So uh, enlist allies to, that, and, and talk to them and share your heart in a way and just spend one-on-one -on -one time with them till you have a sense, yeah, these guys, I, I feel like we do understand each other and they are on board and they've asked their hard questions and and I've answered them. And, and now I think I'm not going to be doing this change by myself. Yeah. I've got a team. And uh, teams are always far more powerful than just talented individuals. Well, this has been uh, uh, really great stuff in some real practical ways uh, for anyone who ever finds himself in a turnaround situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this will be very helpful to, to those listening. And if you have any questions uh, ever, just uh, always know that you can reach out to us. Podcast at blackaby.org. Send us your yeah. questions or comments, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners, so email us at podcast at blackaby.org.